Welcome to Solo Travel Adventures, my sisters. Don't let fear hold you back from traveling alone. I want you to gather your courage, listen to inspiring stories, and learn how to travel solo while safely navigating new places from this show. I'm Cheryl Esch, solo travel advocate and travel coach, and I want you to have a transformative experience when you travel solo. So pack your bags, book your flight, and check one more time for that passport. It's time to explore the world. Welcome back, sister travelers. Well, today I have a guest. Her name is Lisa Hawkins, and she is a 10-year veteran of having been a travel agent. She's got some wonderful stories to share with us today on how her experience of that time in her life of being a travel agent was so rewarding and being a part of creating memories for other people and creating that magic uh, by organizing travel for many others. Um, She has done lots of personal travel herself. Solo helped inform her of the places uh, firsthand that she was maybe recommending to others. And she's also booked for a group. So she's got some lots of experience there. She loved helping other people create these travel experiences. But she's transitioned to being a life coach, a certified life coach now uh, for dating and relationships. So uh, listen in on our conversation, hear these stories and how they have informed her into this new season of her life. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here today to share with my audience. Hi, Cheryl. It's nice to be here. I appreciate you inviting me. Yes, yes. So I'm bringing on more guests on my show. And so I know you have some great background that you can uh, provide to my listeners, uh, particularly uh, because of your travel agency background. Um, But I wanted to kind of go back even further. And I know you mentioned that you have a degree in international travel. And I wanted to hear what made you want to pursue that? Like, where did that love for travel even start, I guess? Oh, I was a child, fairly young, whenever I just always had a curiosity about other cultures, other places. I wanted to travel around the world. I still do. So it's always been a passion of mine. So that's why I chose travel uh, to get a degree in so that I could help other people have um, the kind of passion for travel that I did to help them make their dreams come true. Awesome. Yes. Um, So did you travel a lot as a, as a child? You said, sounds like you may have. Actually, I didn't. I think that's what was part of my passion is because I didn't get an opportunity to travel when I was a child. So um, I moved to Hawaii when I was 18 and uh, loved it, still do. Uh, And that just kind of, where it all began. Okay. A dream. A, yeah. dream. a dream. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's usually where it all begins. So after your degree, it sounds like you became a travel agent. So tell me about your time as a travel agent. Wow. Um, yeah, like it was, it was exciting, fun. Um, I loved helping other people travel, but I got to travel quite a bit myself. So, um, yeah, as every chance I got, I was booking uh, a travel destination for me to explore whenever I had free tickets or I had points. Um, whenever I could, I would go. 
And I'm sure that helped with you as an agent to be able to, you know, tell people about a place because you've actually experienced it. Because I did most of it solo. So I was able to really help them learn how to navigate traveling in mm. places, um, even places that normally people wouldn't go. Um, but mostly it was just, you know, the excitement of the destinations and and being able to give them my feedback of my personal travels that helped my clients the most. Yes, for sure. What has been, when you've booked travel for other people, what has been uh, the most, I don't want to say exotic, but most interesting or place that you've helped someone book? Well, I did mission travel for groups. I did groups, corporate and individual. So I think Honduras was one of the spots that I did the most groups in. And they did travel to impoverished areas so that they could build housing. So that was extremely rewarding and interesting. And then I had on the other end, I had a client that loved to travel around the world. And so and she didn't want to take a tour around the world. She wanted to fly to each destination and do it individually. And so I I was booking trips to far remote places in Indonesia for her. Wow. So, yeah, it was amazing. And did she give you some stories when she came back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she Aww. did. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Um, so you've traveled a lot um, and you've helped a lot of people. And you said the Honduras thing was really rewarding. Were there other, um, I guess, when you've helped people, have they come back to kind of share with you, you know, what an impact or thank you maybe for what you did that, that you kind of got that little reward, you know, like encouragement, I, I guess, for I, like, yes, they were kind enough to send me gifts and cards and oh, I had a huge, huge um, crate of oranges uh to gift cards and um some would take me out to dinner they were very grateful it was nice to be able to sit and have dinner with someone that just got back from a trip that I had booked and hear all the wonderful shares the happy moments that yeah. they had and I also helped people who were grieving overcome the loss of a partner taking a trip that their partner and they had decided to do but the partner passed before the trip. So it was very rewarding to help them um, book the trip and help them to go to the destination and, and grieve and be able to feel fulfilled in that destination. That's, that's yeah. important. Yes, it was. That's amazing. I think a lot of, um, not just, you know, like you said, maybe it was a trip they had planned as, you know, a couple and they're, partner wasn't able to make it. Um, but, you know, I see travel as a way, like you said, to use it as sort of the healing, a way to heal maybe from those hurts or grieve, you know, have that time of grieving. Um, what are some other examples uh, where you have seen travel be used in more of a healing way? Um, well, you know, it was also to help people who had just broken up and they needed to travel to get away and collect themselves to do personal growth on their journey. Some went to India, others went to other destinations. 
and that was wonderful. I myself did a lot of solo travel, so I understood that travel can actually help you in your personal growth. Mm-hmm. For me, anyway, it was. So um, that's very personal, the journey into yourself to know yourself better. How did you help those people um, decide where was the best place for them to go, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe under those circumstances, or did they come to you and kind of have a, an idea of where they wanted to go to do the, the healing? A little both, but mostly it takes really good listening skills. You know, if you sit and talk with a prospective client for a while and ask them about their dreams and their ambitions, and if they had you know, any place in the world that they'd like to go, where would it be? And how could I make that happen? Um, it's fairly easy if you're a good listener to help them find the spot. So it's almost like you feel like the fairy godmother where you can like, yeah, yeah when you're planning the trip, you can wave your magic wand and <laughs> send them off somewhere. Exactly. Well, then that's yeah. why I got into the travel industry to begin with, to create magic for people. Oh, yeah. Um, what has been your your personal favorite trip that you've taken? Oh, it's really hard to say. <laughs> so I went to Tucson to do a fire walk, and that was incredibly. Oh, wow. Memorable, right? Yes. Life changing. Actually did do the fire walk. So that one will always be in my mind as a very profound trip. Um, but, you know, it's torn between St. Lucia and Antigua and the Caribbean. Both places are quite amazing, but very different. And um, I enjoyed both thoroughly. Why did you enjoy them? What made them special? It's like going into another world. St. Lucia was incredible. I stayed at a resort um, that had three walls and one open wall out into the Caribbean. And you got to see the pitons and it had a, a, a private pool and a four poster bed and it was just something that came out of a fairy tale and um yeah it's hard to top that it really is it's hard to top that and you said that was saint lucia that had mm-hmm. that saint lucia. Okay. And it was very different in the way that um i stayed at a resort there that was all inclusive um but it was for tennis pros it was a six star actually um wow yeah so I had gold fixtures, a bidet, I had a private balcony. So it was the two different worlds altogether, right? Yeah. Sunsets in Antigua were just so incredible. It's, you can't describe them. Hmm. You can't. Well, and pictures never do any sunrise or sunset, any kind of justice, in my opinion. You, you just have to experience them, right? You have to be experience there. Experience them. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, so you are currently, I think you said you're not doing uh, travel as far as a travel agent, right, anymore. I am not. Um, when Priceline.com came over and then people started doing their own booking, it was a little bit more difficult mm. to make mm. a living um, in travel since um, lots of people wanted to take control of their own travel. So I did. I'm a life coach right now. You're life coach. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever, um, you know, in your life coaching, when you're coaching somebody, I'm just, I'm sure does travel come up as far as something to, a tool to utilize um, in sort of their lives? 
It actually does. You know, visualization is a big part of what I do. And so going to a place that you only dreamed of or maybe you went and, and it's your favorite place in the entire world can very can be very helpful as far as calming the nervous system, um, creating adventure in your life. Um, so it actually, I think that it did help me all those years that I was in travel mm-hmm. to help as a life coach. Yeah, I see it as a as a great tool. Um, like you said, for life coaching and that visual visualization, like for me, I, I will visualize, you know, that next place I want to go to. Right. And, you know, it kind of keeps me going, you know, like through the day to day, you know, you just Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, you have something to look forward to something to anticipate. And even if it's far off, right. Um, that it's kind of keeps your hopes up and, you know, maybe even take some action steps to start planning. Right. So, it does actually yeah. it does it, it creates hope it creates dopamine uh in the brain yes it's very helpful actually awesome well tell me about a trip that you took that was not so great maybe but your expectations or your hope was you know obviously something different and but i mean before you share, I know that a lot of trips that I've taken that maybe uh, were disappointing or um, not what I expected, um, in a way, end up being pretty memorable because of that. Um, so I don't know if you have one to share that maybe just didn't go as planned, right? Um, but it still holds a place in your memory. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I traveled to the UK, I flew into London, stayed there for a few nights. Um, it was a bit. It wasn't disappointing, but it was a bit overwhelming, even as a travel agent and someone that had the skills that I did. There were some things that I wasn't prepared for, like getting lost in London. <laughs> I ended up in a wonderful place and I got to see the Globe Theater and watch a little bit of a play and and learn about history. But it wasn't where I set off mm-hmm. uh, that morning and I didn't get to go to Stonehenge Um So, I mean, you know, and then I traveled up to Scotland to see the Loch Ness, and that was amazing, but I missed the tour. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, and then on the way back, I had bought a teapot because I love to collect unique Mm. teapots. Mm -hmm. And I was on the train back to Manchester um, from Inverness, and um, I was being hurried to get off the train. They don't give you very long. a lot. I left my teapot under the seat. So, oh goodness, was some disappointing aspects. But yeah, it was it's still a wonderful trip, right? This yeah. thing travel, you got to see things that you never thought you would see, and things didn't turn out the way, but it still turned out wonderful. Right. I appreciate mm-hmm. you sharing that because I think a lot of times uh, we look at travel and we just see the beautiful Instagram kind of. Uh, think it's all going to be, you know, picturesque and perfect every time, but (laughs) yes, things happen and they don't ever go the way you plan. And I think, uh, I know for me, I've learned to definitely go with the flow and to look at those mishaps, I guess, or wrong turns or getting lost. I've gotten lost many times too. (laughs) And they've, some of them have turned out um, rather, um, surprisingly well uh, my son today just reminded me of a 
wrong turn we took in Ireland last mm -hmm. year. Um, and we happened upon this beautiful, it was a chocolate factory. Um, oh, wow. Like it, it was tucked away, like in these little, you know, and we would never have found it, never have stumbled upon it if we hadn't taken that wrong turn. So uh, I think it's definitely important that as travelers, uh, we understand that there's, you know, it's not all, you know, sugar and spice and everything nice. It's, you know, there's going to be times when, uh, and I think going with the flow is part of uh, learning to enjoy the journey. And I agree. And I think that sometimes um, what lies ahead us ahead of us is is far better than what we may have taken if we had just taken the path that most travelers take sometimes. Yes. Getting off the beaten path can be wonderful. And you stumble on some, like I would have never gone to the Globe Theater. I, if I hadn't got lost in London, I would have never. Right. Yeah. So. It is. It's amazing, actually. Well, you know, and I think it's really important when you travel to have that in mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And to definitely be have that mindset. Yeah, absolutely. And to be savvy enough and confident enough that you can find a way through whatever shows up. How, what have you said to, um, you know, obviously, when you were a travel agent, you had people come to you um, and have you were helping them book their travel. And maybe they were lacking some confidence to do things on their own. Was there any kind of advice you would offer them? I did. I actually tell them to prepare ahead of time. Like it's really good to do it before you leave or as soon as you get to your destination of resources that you can call if something happens, especially if you're in a different country, most yeah. especially. So you need to know where the consulate is. You need to know how to contact the travel and tourist bureau. You need to know how to contact the hotel or anywhere that you might be staying. Um, have that with you handy. Mm -hmm. And place it somewhere usually where something, if it gets stolen, is not going to be with it. Um, That's a good point. So to prepare, like, you know, wear body wallets and all the things because you just, you're going into a different country. You just never know. Uh, and it's always best to be prepared just in case. And that way you can relax more when you're there because you already put those place in place to take care of yourself if something does happen. Yes, um, I agree with that advice. Yeah, I always say prepare just like a, you know, Boy Scout, right? <laughs> I guess. But yes, that is very important uh, advice. Um, if you could only go... I've been asking this question quite a bit because someone asked me and I was a little stumped. So I'm like, oh, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to flip it on my people. Right. So okay. if you could only go one more place, could only travel to one more place in your life, mm -hmm. where would that be? Iceland. Oh, have you been I there before? It. I, I Yeah, I've been studying Iceland for some time now and then COVID hit and, you know, personal stuff happening. So Iceland. Absolutely. Iceland. Oh, it's breathtaking. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Is that what attracts you to it is all the the wonderful scenery that you've seen pictures of? The culture, the, the culture. government. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so much about it. So you really do, when you go somewhere, you sound like you really do your research. Oh, absolutely. As far as that country. Yeah. And you need to know what you're headed into. 
Because even if you're traveling to a six-star resort in Antigua, right, um, where everything's taken care of, things can happen. Mm-hmm. And see, for me, part of travel is learning the culture to which I'm traveling to, trying to understand the people. Um, yeah, their their traditions, their the culture, what makes it so special. Has there been a place that you've gone where you find yourself very ingrained in the culture, whether it's planned or, you know, unplanned to have an example of, you know, kind of really being, I guess, in the, the heart of the, you know, the culture, wherever you're traveling to. Actually, uh, when I traveled to St. Lucia. Okay. Um, and I was very new as a travel agent. So I didn't do as much research as I do now because I was still <laughs> on the learning curve. And I did have a rental car, but I didn't know that they drove so fast and, pardon the expression, recklessly. <laughs> it was far more than my American uh, talents could. could <laughs> so, um, yeah, the, the nicer restaurants were um, a, a good drive away. And so I actually got to learn about the culture, the food, the people that weren't part of the tourist attractions. Yes. And I wouldn't have changed it for anything in the world. And then we ended up hiring, I ended up hiring um, a local young man to take me to the rainforest and be my tour guide. And uh, so I got to talk to him for an hour and a half about Mm -hmm. what it's to live in St. Lucia. So it was quite amazing. I, I have this innate sense of curiosity about life in general. And so wherever I go, I want to learn. Mm-hmm. I find that if you're truly a, I say, traveler, <laughs> not a tourist, um, I think that's a trait that a lot of, lot of us have, that we have this curiosity of, you know, seeing new things, other cultures and stuff like that. So you know, have you share about what you're doing right now in your life? And you said you're doing some coaching. So maybe you can share a little bit about that. And then um, where my folks can possibly find you. Thank you for asking. Uh, so I'm a life coach that focuses on cognitive behavioral therapy. I've been doing that for many, many years. Uh, so I help people develop conscious relationships, conscious communication. Um, I love it. I'm a writer as well. So. You can find me at consciouslyawakecounseling.com or Facebook Lisa Hawkins Dating and Relationship Coach. Okay. I'll make sure I include those in the notes, the podcast notes, so that people can find you more easily. But um, Lisa, you've shared some wonderful stories. And I think coming from a travel agent background, I think you had a lot of, you know, different insight than I think, you know, people that have maybe just traveled um, and not had that experience in the travel industry. So thank you again for bringing um, that information, that wealth of history into the conversation today. And I appreciate your time. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, sisters, I hope you enjoyed that conversation, but here are some bullet points from today's interview. One, even the most disappointing parts of a trip can be memorable, right? Two, what lies ahead of us is far better than what we may have 
uh, experienced if we had taken the original path. Three, visualizing a future trip brings hope and even a hit of dopamine, as I may have mentioned in previous episodes. Four, to feel confident in your solo travel, Lisa recommends you prepare ahead of time. And finally, a true traveler has a innate sense of curiosity. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you feel like you have a story you would like to share, then please reach out to me on my speak pipe. I'd like to bring you on so that you can share with other women encouraging stories of how you had courage to go out and do some solo travel on your own. Remember, sisters, get out there and have that adventure. Hey, sister travelers, did this podcast inspire and encourage you or move you to get out there and travel? Wonderful. There are three ways you can thank me. First one is leave a written review for the show on Apple Podcast. Two, share the show with your sister travelers, your friends, your family. And three, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And thank you again for listening to the show. Sisters, be fearless, take the leap, and get out there and have an adventure.